Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save fifty percent on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power twenty twenty three award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there and welcome to Databank Brawl, the podcast where we learn about Star Wars characters, discuss them, share our feelings about those characters, and then make them fight for our amusement. The characters, not our feelings. Anyway, I am your host. My name is Joseph Scrimshaw. With me, as always, is Ken Napsock. I'd love to see an emotional fight, though. <laughs> Fear yeah. and anger. Oh, yeah. We're going to team up against hope. Oh, yeah. Maybe resistance. you can make the, uh, the Force Priestesses from the Clone Wars <laughs> arc fight. That'll be fun. That'll be trippy. There you go. Uh, how are you doing, Ken? I'm doing great. So happy to be here, as I always am. Uh, Wikipedia's up. I have no liquid this time. Not even no, water. Yeah, I have some fluid. <laughs> I, was, I meant water, but I just said fluid, fluid, which makes it worse. You sound like a droid. Hey, could I have some fluid with ice? <laughs> disturbing. Very disturbing. But that's what this podcast is. Don't be eating lunch while you listen, because you never know. You never know. Uh, we want to let you know that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash 4 
Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. This week, we are recommending Phasma. That is a book with a lot of fighting in it that you can listen to. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash forcecenter. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash forcecenter for your free audiobook. Phasma it up with us. It helps us out. Phasma it up. Phasma it up. I expect there to be a lot more Phasma content in the world. I think so. I think it's coming. Think so? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. They'll make up for it. Yeah, Disney Plus Phasma streaming show. Ooh. I think she survived. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Phasma. <laughs> we're here to have two Star Wars characters fight against one another for your amusement. Uh, are you ready for the first combatant? I am, sir. Now, this is a combatant. I will tell you that has been on my list for a long time. Okay. A lot of people have requested. I was holding off because there's a short story that involves this character that I wanted to find time to read. Mm. And then after doing Databank Brawl for multiple years, mm. I said to myself, why don't you just do the character? <laughs> Many people requested this character. You want to do the character, just let it go. And I did. So now our combatant is Bazine Natal. Ah, yes. Okay. Here was, we go. I was trying to guess. Oh, you're trying to guess based on that? Yeah. I guessed wrong. Oh, interesting. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Uh, here's what the StarWars.com databank has to say. A feared bounty hunter, Bazine Natal, or Natal, I don't know. Bazine Natal grew up on Chaktil, where she learned a range of deadly martial arts at Delphi Clota's combat school. Nettle's battle-weave dress jams sensors while her black cowl hides burn damage inflicted by a flamethrower in her youth. Natal is a deadly opponent whose typical arsenal includes a stub-nosed blaster, poison dagger, throwing knives, and concealed thermal detonators. She was at Maz's castle in the company of Grumgar when Han Solo, Finn, and Rey arrived and slipped away to report their location to the First Order. Mm-hmm. There we go. So uh, I bet checking in on Wikipedia, we can get a sense of what all was in that short story. But obviously, I think a little bit is in there in the StarWars.com, her combat school, her mm-hmm. uh, her flame damage in her youth, in her really impressive arsenal, <laughs> which yeah. will be good for databank brawl. Absolutely. Yeah, there is a lot there. There's a lot there. But as far as stats, uh, 1.7 meters tall. It's about 5.556 right. five, 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 range for us. Hair color, black, which is interesting. So, uh, yeah, she's she's wrapped in all black uh, as far yeah. as her appearance and her, her outfit, but her hair color, black. Eye color, yellow. I never really thought about that, but yes, skin color kind of uh, fair. Uh, I love that home planet of Chuck Till. Yeah. Till. Um, so a couple quotes we got the one that we all know from The Force Awakens and from The First Order. I found the droid. Uh, that's translated, right? She does speak. I try to remember. Oh, boy. Yeah, I oh, think. The Resistance droid is. The Resistance droid, for sure. Yeah, the little droid with the old-timey microphone for a face. Yeah. I think I think it's translated, but I can't remember. But we do have a quote from one of these other appearances. My bedtime stories were tales of bloody pirate raids. My friends were grizzled murderers who taught me how to punch. My jump rope was a garot. Garot. I am not a learned man, but it was better than the orphanage. Wow. Okay. So that's a meaty one. So this short story really frames her as incredible badass. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, wow. speaking of Game of Thrones, as we often do, uh, there's there's definitely some shades of the Hound there with that young battle damage yeah. and the fire. Burned her with a <clears throat> flamethrower. Wow. A flamethrower. You wow. jerks. Uh, does the Wikipedia not, uh, that I, mm-hmm. I'm not assuming you can download it all immediately to your brain, but does it seem like he's going through what the, the narrative short story is about kind it, of thing? It absolutely does. Okay. And there, I mean, there's interest, there's a lot of appearances for her, which is it. I think she's, she's kind of a little cult favorite character already. Absolutely. Uh, there's a, st- a thing with her and, uh, uh, Prosma, Prosma, not Lady Proxima, but, oh wait, no, maybe it's a, maybe it's a spelling there because in the, in the story she, she communicates with Lady Proxima. In the picture, it says Prosima. So unless that's Proxima's cousin, I think that's what? a mistake. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's it's P R O Z I M A, but I think it's a it's a mistake in the in the Wikipedia entry. Um, well, I guess they can kind of bond over being uh, burned. Yeah, exactly. Intelligent and calculating, <laughs> elusive. I like all this stuff. I like this stuff. Skilled at playing lowly aliens who not reveal her past to anyone. There's a lot of stuff going on here. Yeah. Um, so, uh, talking about her physical appearance mm-hmm. a little bit and pulled up these great photos of her that the battle weave armors it's described, uh, her dress is just super cool. It's just got yeah. that great design of all these, uh, 
uh, diamonds appearing on each other, but the that black cloak and that top uh, have this like just great jagged energy as it yes. matches her battle weave dress. And she's, I mean, she's kind of gothy for Star Wars. Uh, yeah, yes, it, it, great way to say it. And I went to she's played by Anna Brewster, uh, English actress, and um, she's got Anna Brewster's got. I'm looking at her headshot. She's got long, like kind of raven black hair, not, oh, okay. not quite dyed like a like a typical goth. Uh, apologies to Doreen if we're uh, got it wrong out there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that does. She's got. There's some. There's some darkness there. Yeah, you know? but there's just like the the makeup like yeah. around her eyes and yeah. the, the, the kind of. Uh, dark red lipstick. Um, yes, and then that's a, definitely yeah. Good. A thing that I noticed. I uh, 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 used to write for Rift Tracks and worked on The Force Awakens and had this this little scene. Uh, oh, that's right, which you did. Yes, my my chunk right from so, pretty much they walk into the bar. <laughs> how long? How many times do you watch this particular scene? Would watch you say this particular scene? Yeah, probably you know sixty times wow. at least. You know, you kind of rewind for specific things, but because you're looking for moments that are fun and surprising. And I remember in particular one of the moments, and I think, I, I can't remember if this joke ended up in the actual riff of right, Force Awakens right. or not, but uh, I'm making a joke about her cool, weird little only finger gloves. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she, you really see it because she's holding the, the communicator and she's got these cool little, like, they're just, they look like gloves that just stopped at the fingers. Yeah. She's cool, man. Yeah. She's cool. Just, like, super well-designed character and yeah. the uh, the actor just... Uh, pulls off all of that fun menace that we associate with bounty hunters, and she just exudes, I am a badass. Right, and has this, not weird, but like this wonderful kind of grace, like, you know, almost as if in that, in that, in that, uh, in Maz's castle, if you don't know her, you're going to look at her and write her off. And she almost wants you to, maybe like she's playing this, she's playing different characters and like, yeah, write, write me off. I'll cut you. Yeah. I'll burn you. Oh, you're all focusing on Grumgar because he's yeah. a big dumb brute. And yeah. meanwhile, I, you know, pull out my yep. garrote and choke <laughs> you to death. Yeah. Yes. So a lot there. A lot yeah. There. Yeah. So I think we're kind of getting into our feelings about the character. Yeah, yeah. But do you have any other feelings? Do, the, any other specific reactions? No, I, to the I do like this character. And it's and it's a character that kind of grew on me. Like you see it in, this, in, in, the, in the movie. And, and, and uh, maybe even I wrote her off. Just like, oh, cool. She's got a cool space uh, 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 luge suit. Like she's in the Space Olympics. Cool. That's right. Got it. She's a spy. And then as the name, I love the name, Bazina Tal. And then and the story kind of, it's like, ah, oh, there's a lot there. And that's part of the fun of being a Star Wars fan, finding those characters in the corners and uh, just exploring their universe more. So there's a lot there. And I do like this character. Yeah. Uh, she's super pop for me. The first viewing of Force Awakens. Cause she seems so perfectly from the lineage of bounty hunters. Mm. Like when I saw her, it's like, yeah, she's informing the first order, but it didn't feel like, oh, spy informant. I felt like mm. bounty hunter. Like she's gonna go kick Dengar's ass. Right. Like she so looks in that lineage of of bounty hunters, but has that a uh, different vibe. Right. And just such great yeah, and yeah. cool design. I could see it tied a little bit to like the Ara Singh kind of vibe. You yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Like she could be running with like maybe it is that there was a like real Clone Wars association. Like I can see her running right. with Ara Singh. Oh yeah. yeah. That's a good fantasy yeah. matchup. Uh but you know. Maybe when she was really young, since uh, we, we know her saying didn't yeah, even yeah. make it to solo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So we love Bazine Natal. A lot of you out there have uh, been requesting her. So here she is. And to fight Bazine, I wanted somebody else from the General Force Awakens era, okay. the sequel era, I should say. Uh, so are you ready for your next combatant? I am ready to type it in. Trying desperately to survive this encounter with Bazine will be Baron Atzman. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's what StarWars.com has to say. A tyrant from Listahole, Baron Yasto Atzman, sails the artificial sea of Cantonica aboard his luxurious yacht, which bears the immodest name, Undisputed Victor. Baron Atzman uses his yacht as a setting for pursuing business deals and wooing guests. Right. Baron Atzman, <laughs> star of that one shot in The Last Jedi. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, I, 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 they don't list it as Baron, so I had to go to his first name, Yasto. <laughs> Yasto Atzman. Uh, this is uh, so. So here, they didn't list a species in your in your description, right? No, he's okay. he's from Listahol. Listahol. So he's a Listaholian. 
<laughs> Unidentified species as of right now on Wikipedia. Uh, male, hair color white, eye color black, left eye is cybernetically enhanced. Oh. This is uh, the rich drink-toasting uh, uh, party-goer in the Canto Bite sequence, the first thing we really see of Canto Bite. After yeah. Rosenfin talk about it for setting the scene. Excuse me. <clears throat> so, and I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm scrolling down to try to confirm. Is this, this is portrayed. Didn't Ryan Johnson do his voice? Oh, I don't remember. I th- I'm trying to find it. It's not listed here in the behind the scenes. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's not, oh, yep. Uh, here it is. His oh. dialogue in the film was performed by Ryan Johnson and consists oh. of three words. Pablo Rain Kiri is what he says, referencing Pablo Hidalgo, Rain Roberts, and Kiri Hart of the Lucasfilm Story Group. Oh, wow. That's a great little detail. Well, yeah. well Doug out of Wikipedia in your memory there. Um, yeah, physically, I, I had never really looked for the cybernetic eye, but when you look for it, bam, there it is. It is there. Uh, it almost comes across as, as a monocle in a way, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's a kind of a lot going on with him for really this one shot. He's got kind of the, a little bit of Star Wars standard alien kind of uh, um Leathery flesh. Yeah. Uh, but then he's got tufts of white hair, like, you know, somebody cosplaying Einstein kind of Yeah, like. oh, that's great, yeah. And then just a lot of horn tentacle business on his face. Yes. <laughs> yeah, cause, oh, yeah, because I'm looking locally. They definitely are all horns, uh, for lack of a better term, I guess, but the, the, they, they definitely are designed to be a big, frosty, old-timey mustache. Yeah, he <laughs> does. Yeah, he's got a soup strainer there. Yes, and, he does. Uh, for horns... Uh, and a mouth. It looks like he has a lot of <laughs> thoughts about the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand. He's yes. A, he's, he's a 1918 kind of guy. He is here, very you know? old world. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and then he's got uh, kind of a little um, military-ish outfit mm-hmm. or like maybe somebody who thinks of himself as a military guy and kind of dresses like it. Yeah. I'm surprised he's called Baron that he doesn't say, please call me the captain here on the yacht. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Baron of the Undisputed Victor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's interesting, uh, and he's got the wine in the shot or whatever kind of uh, alcoholic fluid that is. Yeah. Uh, it's been so long since I read that Cantobite book. I know he's mentioned. I can't remember if he's got a lot of juicy content. Is there more in Wikipedia about his adventures? Yeah, it definitely seems there. there is a, a lot more there um, because... There's I know no, there's some stuff on the Undisputed Victor at correct. one point. There seems to be a party that was interrupted. Uh, a lot of big uh, quotes about other characters. There's a, a character named Jordan Bly. Uh, yeah, Jordan Bly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So a lot, a lot of intrigue. We'll have, to re- we'll have to read that story. Yeah. And the, the woman he's standing next to, uh, Ubiela Giel, uh, mm-hmm. is featured largely in Canto Bite. So Correct. that's definitely one of those stories where we're like, oh, that's, that's that person. Cool. I love it. Um, I think one of the things that I'm most fascinated by of this experience of reading the databank entries and seeing what you mm-hmm. discover, I would look at that shot. I would look at this character and go, he's kind of a poser. He has mm-hmm. money, but he has sort of like aspirations to be military. Okay. I like but it. then databank says a tyrant mm-hmm. from Lista Hall, which suggests that he's maybe actually does have a little violence in his background. Yeah. I, I, I mean, he was a tyrant, not only for his generosity, never, never really acknowledged the the servants around him is what they're saying. That, yeah, he ain't good. He's a bad, bad person. <laughs> he ain't good. But when I think of tyrant, I think of like somebody who has got to be willing to either do or have done for them violence. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. Tyrant is. Uh, not a term of endearment. Yeah, because otherwise it'd just be like an asshole. From yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just and, and, and <laughs> or I, a, you know a rich you know playboy. And I don't think he's got a lot his hands hands dirty. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's got gloves on. So he, yeah. He's got gloves, <laughs> and they're not fingerless. No. Uh, all right. So, what are your feelings, if any, on Baron Atzman? I look. I, it's Canto Bite. It, 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 it elicits a lot of opinions uh, for a lot of people, and I, I've always said I, I really like the sequence. If, if I have any problem with the Canto Bite sequence, is that we didn't spend enough time around these rich scum, and and he's one of the examples. I love that shot. I, it, it gets a laugh. It got a laugh. Canto Bite's full of the worst kind of people, and it cut to this guy, and immediately the the audience gets it right. Yeah, they know the kind of place they're at, and so so I like it on that level. I yeah. like it on that level. Yeah, I, yeah. I personally love the shot of Undisputed Victor. It looks like it's a boat. Nope, it's not. Just a yep. boat. Yeah. That this is the, uh, the their version of a luxury yacht. 
Yeah. Uh, and he does encapsulate all that uh, sort of privilege of wealth mm-hmm. and then made the character becomes even richer in my imagination when I think like he really didn't necessarily deserve that. He took that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Is a tyrant. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. He didn't create uh, you know space gloves with no fingers, uh, you know, for all the bounty hunters in the world and sell them. And uh, yeah. no, he just he he took. He yeah. Took. And if you just had a friend who is rich in in the real world, and they bought a yacht, and you're like, "What did you call it?" And they told you, "Undisputed Victor," you'd say, <laughs> "My friend is a jackass, right?" Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I always we we always joke, Makuga and Ellis and I, we want uh, our yacht to be the USS Jar Jar Sinks. <laughs> so. See, this is much more humble. Yes. <laughs> Don't imagine I'll have a yacht anytime soon, but we'll see. Well, you got you're, the name, so you're, you're ready to go. You're invited, sir. <laughs> oh, I, I, want, I want to take the risk of being on Jar Jar Sinks. Take your life into your hands on the Jar Jar Sinks. Uh, but for now, uh, somebody's life is going to be in somebody's hands. It's ours. We're going to fight. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Bazine Natel versus Baron Atzman. Let's fight. So, as always, we like to decide where this is taking place, when this is taking place. Neither of these characters have died mm-hmm. canonically. So we can set it where and when we I, want. I mean, this prospect of another party on the Undisputed Victor that Bazine Natel is at for some reason that we'll find out yeah. is just too intriguing to me. Yeah, I wouldn't want to take him off his precious yacht anyway. The undisputed victor. Yeah. No, who, who doesn't want to visit something called undisputed victor? Right. I'm going to throw out there that okay. it is after the events of Last Jedi. Um, okay. And maybe we can figure out who or why if that becomes relevant. But I like the idea of just Bazine's been paid to kill this guy. 
Yes. Nice and direct combat here on Databank Brawl. I like it. I've been paid to fight. Uh, So I think as our story begins, Pazine is on the yacht, right? Yeah. Now, I kind of think that she's not skulking around because that's what's so great about her outfit. She's dressed to go to a party and kill people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's very, very multifunctional, that dress. I, yeah, I think we fade in, and she's overlooking the, the waters out there on yeah. the Cantonica, outside Canto Bight, just uh, sipping on some space champagne herself, and she gives that Bazine Natal kind of smirk, like, let's get to work. Let's, let's do this. Now, do you think the Undisputed Victor is still in the water, or is it floating in the sky yet? I know that's a little short. Leaving Canto Bight, it seems it seems to me like a short body of water before you need to f- yeah. take the flight. But I like the but idea of it being a water. Yeah, they can kind of snake around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they can do what they want. Yeah, maybe if it's if it's a party, maybe it's just like we're we're torn around the bay here, and then yeah, and then just we'll going in a circle, making some of the aliens real sick. Yeah, uh, but for other people, <laughs> solid constitutions yeah. like Bazine, she's fine. Uh, and I think she sees uh, Baron Atzman. What is Baron Atzman doing? He is uh, sampling some fine um, uh, appetizers and clinking his own glasses with many party goers and kind of the center of attention. A lot of people coming up to him. <laughs> thank you so much for letting me on to the Undisputed Victor. Thank you so much. And yeah. all these bootlickers are coming up and shaking their hands, yeah. shaking his hand. Yeah, and I think that uh, he's just so pleased with himself. That little mouth buried under that uh, soup strainer and yeah. uh, those uh, face horns. Yeah. Uh, he's so pleased with himself. But then... Is he the Monopoly guy? <laughs> he is. I think he's the space Monopoly guy. <laughs> that explains how he got all his money. <laughs> is he manipulated the system. I love oh, that. my anyway, God. Sorry. Yeah, there's that version of Monopoly that I keep seeing at Target that's the, like, uh, cheat and try not to get caught. <laughs> he played that version. He played that version. Um, I think as people are milling around, suddenly they start excusing themselves one by one. Mm-hmm. And the crowd starts thinning. And Baron Atman, Atman is kind of starting to look around. He finds himself alone with uh, two glasses in his hands, and he, mm-hmm. he clinks them together to toast himself. Uh, and then he realizes something's wrong. And uh, Basine is smiling because she knows she she poisoned the food. Ooh. And all these party guests have been taking all of these trays of, you know, exotic food that you uh-huh. can't get at Black Spire. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> are making their way down to the lower levels to their rooms to various uh, refresher areas okay. with upset stomachs. Upset, upset stomachs. Yeah. And is he affected or did she clear I think she, she clear the obstacles. I think she cleared the obstacles. Oh, I, like I that. think she very carefully like made sure that this person had this finger sandwich. <laughs> oh, she's great. Yeah, she's so good. She's great. So so that uh there's you know still a few cu- people milling around there's still like Activity and it was a slow burn. Yeah, but like uh, there should really be more people up here. And I think maybe Baron Atzman is just starting. He had this little moment of cheersing himself and then realizing I shouldn't be alone. Someone should always be falling over me. Yeah, and I think he turns and then suddenly, right in front of him, the dream, the nightmare <laughs> that is Bazine Nintel. Yes, and I think she greets him with just a uh, hello. Hello, Baron. We'll do our own <laughs> versions of their voices. I'm sure they're hello, both translated. Put in your babble fishes, stick them in yeah. your ears. We're going to translate here. Uh, yeah, she's like, hello, Baron. Yeah, and I think he just says some other uh, first names of Lucas Von Blaise. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, Martin, Leland, <laughs> Tippett. Matt, Matt, Leland, Tippett, <laughs> Kennedy. Uh, and I think she has... Uh, she's been looking forward to this. She's obviously had a hard knock life. And this is a guy who's given other people a hard knock life back on list to hole. So she's being paid, but this is personal for her. Oh, it's a job, but it's fun. Yeah. I think she hauls off and she just straight smacks him right in the face, not across, uh, just a powerful jab right to the nose, right above that uh, Mm -hmm. mustache of his. And it sends him flying back. Flying back. Both champagne flutes go a flying, right? Boom. And like he gets air and ooh, boom, lands on the ground. Um, stunned. Um, uh, little undisputed victors flying around his head. <laughs> and she's skilled. I, I have a lot of faith in her, but I think it's a moment of, because this is personal here and, and professional, she takes a little bit 
too much joy. She steps forward that slinky way she's got. She kind of like hand on the hip, like that felt good. And that's when he pulls out like a little holdout blaster. He's okay. He, he knows he he's he's got enemies. He knows this a little bit. And I think he tries to take a shot. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. He for sure tries to take a shot. And I think she uh, does a you know very balletic dance move away. I think mm-hmm. she flips on her hands. Uh, I think maybe the blaster catches a little bit of the edge of her armor, her battle weave uh, oh, yeah. armor, uh, but it just bounces off because it's battle weave. Yeah, it bounces off and it hits like as a as like a, a butler is coming up <laughs> with a plate of like uh, Baron. There might be a yeah, and he runs back down. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think Baron is up on his feet. He's mm-hmm. got that blaster. He's firing, and uh, he does, uh, uh, basically, he hits a button on his belt Okay, that is a call for security. Mm. And he is he's taking shots. She is dodging. She's uh, bringing up platters uh, to, to oh, I like that. you know, block the blaster fire, all sorts of stuff. Uh, and at, while this is happening, he is locking on with his cybernetic eye and scanning her. Okay. What do you think he's discovering as he's scanning Vizine? He's discovering um, that she has got uh, his scanner, a little bit of an X-ray type of thing here, a little bit of a, you know, like a TSA check here. Uh, he is scanning uh, and sees some blades, some weapons, um, a necklace that's on the inside that might have uh, like some uh, pills or a poison attached to it. She, he's like, oh, this is, this is not the party goer I thought it was. <laughs> she, is, she is a trained killer. Yeah. Now the, it says the battle we've dressed jams sensors, but I think that a cybernetic guy is still going to be able to sort of scan what is the like maybe exterior to. He, he paid top top space credits for this. Okay, so she wasn't yet prepared uh, yeah. for this one here. Yeah. Oh yeah, the cybernetic guy is pretty good. So with all this information, mm-hmm. uh, he's called his security. With all this information, does he think he's found a weakness, or does he just find out how much more screwed he is? Is that the information he gets? I, I think he how much more screwed he is, but he's confident in the sense that he's alerted his help, yeah, his security team. Whether yeah. or not they arrive, we might determine here in a second. But he, in this moment, is like, I need to get out of this, but I got help coming. Yeah, and I think that... Uh, Bazine maneuvers herself into a place where she's got some cover, and I think she throws that platter she has mm-hmm. and knocks the blaster out of his hand, and it goes spiraling into the sea, poosh, mm-hmm. into the bay. Yeah. Uh, and I think she uh, comes, uh, basically does like a little shoulder roll, getting close mm-hmm. to him, suddenly pulling out shunk, shunk, a couple little daggers yeah. in each hand. Uh, yeah. And I think Baron Atzman, this is translated, from his language of only first names of yeah. uh, people. <laughs> first and last names. People who work at Lucasfilm. Uh, and he, what does he say to her as, uh, as she pops up with those daggers getting close? Uh, I don't know who paid you, but I'll pay you more. Oh, yeah. And I think she stops mm-hmm. entirely, mm-hmm. like frozen. And I think she says, all right, how much? And he says, well, I will... Start by simply doubling what you've been paid, so you need to let me know. I have a lot of credits. This and is the undisputed victor. I think mid-sentence, yeah. it was a trick. Yeah. And she, the, the dagger comes up. <laughs> Actually, both daggers come up. She's cut his mustache off. Oh, no. <laughs> it is a symbol of status on Listahole. Oh, yeah. Only the upper crust are allowed to grow mustaches. Other mm-hmm. people are not allowed to do it. Yeah. She hacks them off. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Now, I don't know what kind of blood he has, but it's, it's <laughs> flying everywhere. It's flying everywhere. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, she didn't totally devastate his like, face. Like just, there, yeah, but, you know, it's like you cut a, a dog's uh, nails too close oh, to the quick yeah. there, you know, blood. It, so our databank camera now has that uh, blood splot on it. <laughs> oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Poosh, poosh. Okay, so now I'm curious what you think as mm-hmm. we're, as we're uh, going through this narrative. Mm-hmm. He called to his security guards. Yeah. Do you think people are coming, or do you think Bazine took care of this? Excellent point. I think there are some dead security team members <laughs> down there, but I'm telling you, one got up. One was in the refresher before all this, and she missed him. Um, again, passions creeping into the professional nature here. I, I love what she can do. And a lot of people complain. The one thing they don't like about the Canto Bite sequence is classic aliens, right? Right. We're fixing that right all now. All right. His... Security member that survived and comes up. He's dressed in a in a suit, 
Not something you normally would see him in is a Gamorrean guard. A, gam- a dressed up Gamorrean guard. Dressed up Gamorrean guard. Wow. He looks like a, a, a Gamorrean waiter, but he's actually a <laughs> yes. Gamorrean guard. <laughs> yes. And, you know, saddles up to the top there, saddles up to the top. And it's like. And I think Baron yells out his name. Which is yes. not somebody who works at Lucasfilm. <laughs> no, uh, and it is uh, uh, Bumber. 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 Not that different from Grumgar, but Gazine's always dealing with humhar. Might have been where my mind went. Uh, Bumber, uh, Bumber the uh, Grumpy. Uh, now that's my name. Um, so yeah, Bumber. 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 So Bumber comes lumbering at them both. <laughs> and I think that Gazine has to turn and deal with this threat. Yeah. Uh, and I think that uh, uh, Bazine basically uses one of her knives uh, knives, mm-hmm. and quickly pins Baron to the railing. She puts the knife through his coat. Yeah. Or through that the, the thing on his neck. She doesn't cut his neck, but she pins him by the cloth on his neck okay. to the railing and right. turns to deal with Bumbar. Yeah. How, what does Bumbar do? How how does Bumbar proceed? Bumbar is a bumbling, rumbling, stumbling fool who uh, does not have a vibro axe. He is not uh, armed as does normal. He have any vibro anything? Uh, he has a vibro blade, but even with his big clumsy hands, he is a fisticuffs type of man, a pugilist, if you will, in the stars. And he just balls up his fists and starts entering into. Imagine Henry Cavill in Mission Impossible Six, right? Getting the oh yeah, he, he reloads his yeah, arms. Reloads. <laughs> Loads the arms, and he's ready for a fight. Oh, I like Brumberg. And I feel like when he reloads his big arms, just a crap ton of drool shoots out of that Gamorrean mouth, right? Yes. And I think Bazine uh, dodges and weaves, much like her battle weave dress. Yeah. Uh, But, man, just one or two punches is a lot. And Mm -hmm. I I think Bumbar starts to land. Boom. Boom! He's it starts to he's doing body yeah. work, yeah, taking the wind shots. out of her. It mm-hmm. lands a really great uh, uh, cross on mm-hmm. her her temple and actually hits her so hard it it tears the cowl a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Uh, but he's just pounding away, pounding away, and then uh, she uh, does a backflip and reels out of it. Yeah, and Bumbar is standing there. He's looking. He looks like a Mortal Kombat character. Mortal Kombat. He's still. He's just going. He's ready to fight. She, he's still she, dancing. She's up against the railing, catching her breath, leaning, leaning, bleeding. Hair where that rip in her suit. Yeah, some of her the, black the, hair is falling out. Yeah, you and, see a little scarring. Yeah, and Baron's like, ah, yeah. Yep. But then she smiles. Mm. A little bit of blood trickling down her face. Yeah, and she looks really proud of herself, and as she nods to Bumbar's hand. Yeah, and Bumbar realizes that somehow, somewhere. In all of that punching, she put a thermal detonator in his hand. <laughs> she was letting him pummel so she could slip this thermal detonator right into his big Gamorrean paw. That is beautiful, sir, because uh, I was going another direction and you, that is a better, that's, there's a moment. So he looks down. He looks down like, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> And what does he do? Does he does he run for it, or does know. he just blow up right nope. there? You've created an excellent <laughs> visual here. Um, just looks down, pauses, looks back up. That's the last we see of Bumbar. Poor Bumbar. And now our main combatants, Bazine and the Baron, are just covered in Gamorrean viscera. Oh, no. I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of that. Big oh. chunks land everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's and like when that ad at Walker gets blown up after it collapses and the rebels run at it. And the oh, yeah. Boom, 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 it's just rocks and snow and ice. And yeah. Oh, it's like that with the Gamorrean bits. Yeah. Oh, it's disturbing. Ooh. But Bazine knew it was coming. She's, yeah. I mean, she took some hits to pull this off, so she's shaking it off, and she's uh, heading to Baron. I think Baron has had a lot of time. He scanned her. He, he bought some time with Bumbar. I think he's got a plan. I think he's got something else either literally or figuratively up his sleeve. What, what do you think he does? Uh, I I think he has a, a final defense system literally in his sleeves. Ooh. So it is a similar to a Camino saber dart, mm. um, but he, he has them in each sleeve, so he brings up his right uh, hand and, and activates it and fling, flips it, or, or it goes flinging across, and I do think it hits Bazine right okay. in the uh, left shoulder. In the left shoulder. Do you think he makes it through her battle weave armor? It 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 
gets in. It's a weak spot. He certainly wasn't aiming. A little bit of luck on the side. It's not all the way in, though. You okay. know what I mean? Like, yeah. boom. Yeah. Tis a flesh wound, but it's a poison dart. Yeah. And I think that uh, she pulls it out mm-hmm. and is now, like, visibly weaving. Yeah. And I think uh, Baron manages to pull that dagger out that she put in. Yep. And he's uh, he's hurting a little bit, really, uh, from that punch and the, the dagger cuts to the face. Mm-hmm. And I think they're both standing there kind of weaving. And I right. think this is a good place to pause our combat and decide who we think would win, who we want to win, all mm-hmm. that kind of great stuff. I mean... I'm going. I'm going Bazine all the way. Who and who would win and want to win? Uh, I think it's it's time to reward someone who had a tough upbringing That's and maybe right. didn't choose the life that she ends up leading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. I think it's got to be Bazine. Uh, she's just an awesome character, and she's such a trained uh, bounty hunter and yeah. feared. And I think this is one of those stories where someone uh, thinks that they're money and their privilege can protect them mm-hmm. but here comes Bazine, dark avenger yeah. gonna make baron atzman pay mm-hmm. for what he has done to the people of listahol yeah tyrant uh, tyrant yeah not yeah. generous not <laughs> rude <laughs> treats service people bad names yachts egotistically <laughs> He's gonna pay for all that. Okay, uh, but she is she is wounded. She She's is poisoned, wounded. right? I mean, she her her skills are immense, but mm-hmm. she's been taken down a, a few pegs here in terms of her her speed, her ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's tell the tale of how she wins. I think Baron Atzman thinks he has her on the ropes. Mm-hmm. So I think, like all tyrants, he's cocky. I think he does something cocky. He knows he's just launched a poison dart into her armor, and it's done some sort of damage. Mm-hmm. Um, she is woozy. She's bleeding. Some blood's maybe coming out of her nose now because she's she's poisoned. But it's not an accelerated normal rate or normal rate, and it's not accelerated, I should say. But she's affected. She knows it. He knows it. So he reaches into his, uh, his uh, tunic, uh, and he pulls out a little vial. Ooh. He's like, you have uh, been poisoned, and I have the antidote. I'll... I'll give this to you if you walk away right now. Mm. Life or death, what do you choose? Mission, survival, a lot of things running through Bazine's diabolical brain. Yeah, yeah, and I think she's kind of of falling back to the railing. The poison's really kicking in, and uh, the wind kicks up. The Undisputed Victor is just now in the part of its path where it, it launches over the waterfall. Okay. And the wind picks up in that moment, mm-hmm. and there's that tear in her cowl, and it, it rips her cowl down. Okay. Uh, and she sees in in the reflection of the floor mm-hmm. her own face. Okay. She sees those those burn scars. Oh, nice. And they remind her of, like, who she is and where she came from. Yeah. And that uh, whatever happened in her mysterious past, it's probably someone like a Baron Atzman. Mm-hmm. Involved in that, mm-hmm. it's probably not a random flamethrower. It wasn't an accident, right. you know. Someone like Baron Atzman was involved, and I think this gives her just enough strength to do what she's going to do. Right, I like that. Uh, I think that she takes that poison dart that she has that she pulled out of her own shoulder, okay, and I think she plays him again. Yeah. I think she's like, all right, you've done it. Yeah. Uh, no one else could do it but you, Baron Hatzman. You finally took the great Bazine Natal down. I have no choice but to recognize your power, and I will take that antidote. Mm-hmm. I think Baron Hatzman takes uh, one step forward, and she flicks the poison, his own poison dagger yeah. at him. Where does it land? It lands right in the center of his throat. Oh, right, right through his uh, yeah. his weird neck, right above piece. where he's got the little like his uh, strange ascot type space of thing. ascot, yeah, space ascot <laughs> with a just satisfying thud. Yeah. Oh, it's so great! Mm-hmm. And I think there's this slow motion scene where it hits him. Mm-hmm. He falls back to the edge of the railing. He drops the antidote. Mm-hmm. 
and Bazine goes sliding in. Oh, like a baseball slide in. Yeah. Hand and we, out. we realize that those little finger gloves yeah. uh, have adhesive. Yes. <laughs> and they, it sticks to the, to the gloves just as it's about to crack. Yeah. And in one fluid movement, she brings it uh, to her, her mouth mm-hmm. and uh, drinks the antidote. Yes. Staring him right in the eye. Yeah. She's still on there, and he's at the edge. He's, he's right at the edge. Right yeah. the edge. So she, in one fluid movement, catches it, uh, drinks it all, and then is somehow standing yeah. right in front of him. And she says, oh, did you want that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think, tell me what you think, Ken. Yeah. I think it's been too long. I think it's time for a murder. Oh, I'm talking about <laughs> murder. <laughs> all right. So uh, I think... He is now woozy. He's not as strong as her, and the, mm-hmm. the, the poison is kicking in. And he is just choking out names of uh, Lucasfilm employees. He, he can barely get <laughs> any of them out. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even yeah. intelligible. No. He, he's just listing uh, people who've written uh, articles on StarWars.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think she grabs him by the, the, the clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, by that space ascot, yeah. and does she give him a choice, or did she just do it? I think because this is personal. Maybe I've been watching too much of Arya Stark lately. She pulls him close and watches as the life drains from his eyes, and she says, not only am I going to kill you, I'm going to take every credit you have here. <laughs> I am wiping you from existence. Oh, wow. As the eyes slowly fade. Yeah, I think our story, our main story ends from the perspective of Baron Atzman. Mm-hmm. He's thinking about how all of his power has got to be able to get out of him. This, he's got to be able to get out of this. He has so much power. He has so much money. But ju- he just sees the wind whipping through Bazine's uh, raven black hair and those yes. eyes so certain, so powerful. And the last thing he sees is her smiling face. Yes, all goes to blackness. Fades away. I have an idea for a post-credit scene. I know you may as well, nope. so maybe nope. we might all have room you. For, for two. But I think the uh, the rest of all of the people who are on the party, they're, they're recovering, they're going back up to the uh, top of the ship, they're looking around, and the ship has been reprogrammed, so it is it's heading back into the waterfall oh, and yeah. going fast, fast, fast to the shore of Canto Bight. I think there's another party going down uh, on the beach. Right. So a bunch of Canto Bight citizens having a little party down there. Uh-huh. And they see the undisputed victor coming, flying, flying, uh, flying at them. And it crashes into the shore. And people look up, and on the bow, the corpse <laughs> of Baron Atzman is just speared there. Oh, nice. And I think... It's it's Brutal. written in Orabesh on the yeah. on the side of the bo- boat, mm-hmm. disputed Victor. Oh wow, wow! <laughs> and then off in the distance, on the far end of the party, slow and low, points <laughs> up and goes, "Well, I I told him he wasn't. I told him he had a lot of enemies." <laughs> Still upset about the parking on the beach. <laughs> That is great. Good old Slow and Low for the win. Uh, I can't remember if Slow and Low actually won when he fought I on can't Database Brawl, but uh, he, he won for me emotionally yeah. on this one. Oh, that was a fun one. Every once in a while, it's fun to have one where you're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this person would kick ass. Yeah. 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 And just yeah. get to enjoy it. Uh, thank you, as always. Thank you for everyone who has requested Bazine. That was really fun to get her back in. And uh, who knows? Probably we'll have some uh, down the road here, maybe some epic matchups. And Bazine yeah. will definitely be. In the uh, in the list of contenders for a big old returning contestant type fight, Ken, where can people find you? Hey, you can find me at Ken Napsok, and has information on where to get my book, uh, Why We Love Star Wars, uh, available on Amazon now, and all my other podcast adventures. Awesome. Uh, if there are characters that you want to see fight, dear listeners, always uh, tweet at us. Let us know. We use the hashtag databankbrawl. We'd like to thank Tony Thaxton for our theme music. You can check out his Patreon at patreon.com slash cloudcitysoundtrack. You can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash forcecenter. 
You can find me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw and check out albums, podcasts, shows on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. You can also like Forest Center on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram is at Forest Center Pod. And until next time, as Luke Skywalker once said, well, no one was really listening to him. I care. That's it for Databank Brawl. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.